Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Trade Deadline Special for the National Hockey League. I'm your host, Lucas Cretelli, and with me, as always, my buddy, Luca Moya. I know it's been a week. We didn't do a show all of last week, so here it is, the NHL trade deadline. We're going to go over it for you. Luca, what do you think of uh, Friday's deadline in the NHL? I don't think Friday's deadline was so great, but I think this deadline as a whole was the craziest deadline I think I've ever seen in the National Hockey League. Like, we see this in the NBA, picks getting thrown around. We see this um, in the NFL, not so much in the trade deadline, but free agency, it's insane, right? Uh, baseball, stars are moving all the time. I think last year, didn't Juan Soto get moved last year at the deadline? Like it's, I feel like every single league, Lucas, and even in soccer, if you follow soccer, you know, the deadline day in soccer, there are big players getting moved. Um, I feel like this is the only league where there's not a lot of movement, and we finally got that. So you really can't ask for much more as a fan. Yeah, we finally got some big names going to, like, major markets yes. for like, this playoff run. And a big trend we've seen in the NHL, and we've been saying it for weeks, weeks is that this Eastern Conference is absolutely loaded now. Mm-hmm. This is probably like when we were when we were like nine, ten years old, eleven, and Vancouver was the top team. Boston won those cuts, but it was always LA, Chicago. That Western Conference was always stacked with great mm-hmm. teams, and the Eastern Conference was kind of lacking in comparison. Yeah, we had Crosby and Malkin and those guys here, but it was always you felt like the West was going to take it in the playoffs. Like those teams were just different when Eastern Conference teams would go out to play them. And now I think it's totally different. All the attention has been on this Eastern Conference with Boston, Tampa, Toronto, New York, Carolina. And then you have like teams like Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Washington's in and out of the playoff picture there. So New Jersey, I forgot to mention, they're a team that's had a great season so far with the young talent they have on their team. So let's get right into it. The Probably the biggest trade, obviously, of this deadline was Patrick Kane. The lifetime Blackhawk, three Stanley Cup rings with the Chicago Blackhawks heading over to the New York Rangers. Uh, the Blackhawks will retain 50% of his salary. Arizona will also was took part in this deal, taking on 25% of Kane's salary. And it was people were surprised that they didn't get a big haul. You see in the NBA, you see these big names go for four or five first round draft picks, a couple prospects, a couple guys playing on the team already or ready to play on their roster. But really, the Blackhawks got a conditional 2023 second round pick, a 2025 fourth round pick, and a prospect defenseman for just Patrick Kane and Cooper Zek, a defenseman as well. If that's because of uh, the no trade clause that that Patrick Kane had that he could only go to a certain amount of teams. So it kind of kept the Chicago from sending up and getting a package they actually wanted. But this is huge for New York as they bolster up adding Tarasenko and now Patrick Kane to their lineup. I think they had no leverage Chicago. I think that was just what it is. Like it was New York or, or, or we get nothing for him and exactly. the free agency. And I don't think Chicago really cares because right. New York's in a different conference. They're all in for Bedard. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess give your star what he wants. That's kind of what I took away from this deal is you've been a legend of this team for, I don't know, 10, 
12 year. I don't know the exact, but it feels like our, at least our whole lifetime, it feels like so many dominant cup runs. He has literally won you the cup in 2010 with that goal that still nobody knows where the puck went, but that's the loyalty. I guess you see it's a cruel business sports, but I guess seeing stuff like this, you kind of respect it in a way. And will he make the Rangers better? Of course he will. He might not be the player that he used to be, but if you need a big-time goal, I find it hard to believe putting Patty Kane out there, he can't come up with that one big goal. He's done it his whole career. Just because he's you know aging a little bit doesn't mean the mental aspect of his game has gone. And he's built for those moments. He's been in those moments. It's a huge, huge pickup for the Rangers. I don't know how they, they seem to pull it off. We always talk about me and you. Boston is always going to make a move, right? Mm-hmm. Um, will the Leafs do it this year? They We're going to talk about them a little bit later, but they, they went all in as well. Um, you see teams in the West. Do Vegas is usually that team that, that makes a big move. Tonight. We never really talk about the Rangers, and they always seem to be that team. And it might be because of the market that they're in or because they're competitive, and they have a lot of talent. They always seem to pull off a move. And they did it twice this year. And big-name players, huge players that can come in right away and help your team. you got to like what the Rangers did. And if you're Patrick Kane, you're loving it. Even though it hasn't gone out to the best start, Lucas, when you got to play that team, I always tell you, let's just say seven times in two weeks, it's going to be a grind. Mm-hmm. To keep Patty Kane, Tarasenko, all those guys off the score sheet for if it goes to this in seven games. So huge pickup for them. Happy for Patty Kane getting what he wants. And now he's a UFA, can go wherever he wants and sign for more money um, in the offseason. Yeah, you alluded to it. Patrick Kane's in his in his first two games with New York, both minus two against Ottawa and Boston. So again, it, it, you see it with the Leafs right now, all these trades and like you're trying to, Gerard Glantz really trying to fit all the pieces together. You bring all these new pieces in at once, they're not all going to click right off the bat. Uh, the the playoffs start in another six weeks. So I'm sure Gerard Gallant and that Rangers organization are going to find the right ingredients, the right combination of to bring Patrick Kane up to the level that he kind of needs to be uh, to help this Rangers team. Because who doesn't want to play New York, Luca? Come on. <laughs> it's a great place to play. And that, that's probably one of the benefits uh, that New York has when they, they're looking for guys who want to come to their team via trade or looking for guys who want to come <laughs> via free agency. I was just saying uh, to my mom the other day, as we're driving in the snowstorm, I'm like, mom, this is why free agents don't come here. Yes. <laughs> this is why yes. when we're getting 28 centimeters of snow, this is why free agents don't come to Canada. This is this is one of the reasons. I said it to my mom last year. It's like, and I said it this year. We haven't had a big snowfall. It's been kind of a quiet winter. You watch now in the next month. You month jinxed and a half, us, buddy. We're you gonna have us. so many snowfalls. And I remember last year. I think it was like beginning of April. It was a huge dump, and I flat out turned around to my mom. I said to her, "This is why free agents don't come here." And she's like, what do you mean? I said, this is why. Who wants to be walking in snow middle of April? It, it's ridiculous. It's no. actually ridiculous. And it doesn't It doesn't help that in the NBA, it's the only team that isn't in the United States. Or it doesn't help that in baseball, it's the only team that isn't in the United States. At least hockey. Hockey is, is you know, worldwide. And it's, um, you It's know, a winter sport. Yeah. And it's centric to, I guess you could say, Canada. It's bigger mm-hmm. in Canada than it is in, in the States. A lot of people would argue, but 
yeah, like you said, it's a winter sport. You see snow, you're like, okay, like this is this is hockey weather. It, it, it it's not like that in every other sport. And even even in a winter sport, people still don't want to come to the snow. <laughs> they want to play in LA. They want to play in these nice places. If Arizona was a good team, I guarantee you that would be a big oh, that would be a hot spot at the trade deadline. Arizona yeah. would be picking up guys left and right. And not being just the 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 bank for everybody yeah. to drop their salaries well, on to them. Thing. So that, that's a whole. Then Minnesota, Anaheim, all those teams. It's oh, just God. it's funny to see uh, in the Bedard sweepstakes that what these teams will go through uh, to make their team uh, pretty bad. Moving on to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it was literally right before the deadline that Tuesday, before the Friday deadline was just. <laughs> My Twitter was going off. Oh my my brother, I was getting calls from everybody. Did you see this? Did you see this? This guy's gone. Engvall's gone. Sandine's gone. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down here. Calm down here. And what the Leafs yeah. get in return, Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty from the Chicago Blackhawks. Again, Kyle Dubas making a move, not taking anybody off the roster. Joey Anderson, uh, Pavel Gogolev, a conditional 2025 first round pick and a 2026 second round pick. As well, Eric Gustafson, you send Rasmus Sandin to the Washington Capitals for their first-round pick, which is actually the Boston Bruins' first-round pick as well. And then the, everybody, I think a lot of Leaf fans were, were I, I hate to say this, but they were they were smiling after this deal, sending Pierre Engvall uh, to the New York Islanders and a 2024 third-round pick in return back to the Leafs. And finally, they wrap it up with bringing back their fourth overall pick, the, what we thought was going to be the savior for this decor at the start of this, when everybody was looking to the Leafs, Luke Shen is now back with Toronto, and they sent a third-round pick to the Vancouver Canucks. All those deals, Luca, did Kyle Dubas do too much? Did he did he overextend his hand? I know he had to make lots of deals. He had to change this team. This team has done well. He wanted to benefit them. This is what I'm going to do for you guys to go on this run. And really, it's his last stand. He's got to make moves or he's gone pretty much next year. He basically said, you keep me or you let me go. You got no future because there's no picks. I don't know about that. Okay, I don't know about that. I I think, and I was talking to people, I truly believe, I might be over-exaggerating, the window Probably, is now yes. two years, my opinion, because this... you have the contracts expiring. Everybody's going to get older. This is the t- Boston's not going to be. I don't think they're going to be as good as they they are now. They but again, what scares me is we said that last year. Yes, no, a hundred percent about again, Boston. We did say that, but now is Bergeron going to come back? Is Krejci going to come back? Is Allmark going to replicate this? Those are legit questions that you can go into next year with. Tampa, you can never count them out. But again, they're getting older. If you're the Leafs and you're looking at this team, you got guys under contract now for the next two years before you got to start paying guys again. Will JT take a cut? Probably. Is O'Reilly going to come back? I would like to think so. I think he got one too many defensemen, and he could have probably gotten another winger, in my opinion. I think now you have nine defensemen. What's the point of having nine defensemen? It, it, it For me now, they're going 11-7 and seven in these games. It screams desperation once again because you have too many defensemen and you want to fit the ball in. They've never been an 11-7 and seven team. I remember a couple of years ago, Boston against Tampa. Tampa is the team notorious for doing 11-7. and seven. It's worked for them. Don't fix what they've broken. We love that. 
that cliche. Boston decides to go 11-7 and seven in the middle of their playoff series and get absolutely pumped. Like, it was like 7-1. You don't fix it. You don't try to counteract. Just because now you have nine defensemen, you don't have to move now to seven defensemen because you have too many and you want to slide a guy in. You got 9-D. You got to play six of them. There's probably four of them who aren't moving. So now you have five guys competing for two spots. What is the point? It's the depth of this team that everybody was talking about. I think they should have gone out and got another winger. I don't know how impactful they could have gotten because they gave away all their picks. And there are teams with no, no or players with no movement clauses and, and there's cap casualties that you have to. But if you could have somehow found a way to get in another impact winger, it didn't have to be in this, you know, it didn't have to be a Timo Meyer. It didn't have to be a Tarasenko, a Patty King. But, you know, a comparable guy to put on that wing, like a Bertuzzi from like that Boston guy. Yeah, listen, you gave away your picks at this point. It's not even your pick. That pick everybody thinks is probably going to be in the 30s, the way Boston's playing. <laughs> Just give them away and, and, and throw another D back and, let, and, and get on with it because – I don't understand getting all this stuff. Like, I get it. I just think Dubas is scarred, Luca. Like, I know on these playoff runs, what has been the downfalls that RD just keep getting injured and injured and injured? Muzzin. I say the past couple of two couple of years, if we had Muzzin still playing in a lot of those series, we win. But my thing is this: so Lucas, in every single game seven, they've scored one or two less goals. It hasn't been a defense against Montreal. Score one goal. And it was a late goal, Nylander. Campbell ended a weak goal. Yeah, but it was two or three to one. Last year against Tampa, two to one. Defense, defense didn't do – I see. It wasn't the defense that let you down. Against Columbus that year, they scored late in the third. It was like a 0-0 game until the third period. Why? They're losing these games, yes. But they're also getting shut – like Tampa shut them down last year in the third period. They need to find a way to score the big goals. You, you, I'm, you're going into this series. You have the talent. Matthews has yet to give you a big goal in a big game. You can say game five, okay, but game seven, you'd like to think he can come up. Not everybody can do it. It's one game, I understand. Marner, you'd like to say that get that series against Montreal, we all saw it. Terrible. Nylander has been, I think, the only guy who has consistently scored goals. I, there hasn't been a big-time goal. Last year, Morgan Riley had the biggest goal in game seven, and look where he is this year. You need your big players to step up, and it has to be a time where Matthews has to take some blame here. You cannot go into a series, for me anyways, going into the series saying Matthews is going to provide that big goal because he has not done it yet. He hasn't done it yet. And blaming the defense, I don't think it's all in the day. I, I agree with you. I think there are aspects of the Leafs' defense that over the years have been in question. But in these knockout games, I don't think it's necessarily been their fault. Yeah, you can say they could have gotten a save when they needed to, they've let in some weak goals, but the defense hasn't been the problem. It's $40 million in your forwards and they're coming away with one or two goals in a game seven. Why is it so easy to shut them down in big games? I don't understand. See, okay. I, I totally agree with you on all points there. And I'm trying not to take like a bias standpoint. I'm just saying like, no, I get maybe it. Kyle Dubas is, is looking at it where, he wants to be that team that shuts down the other team. You know what I mean? Like he wants to win that game 2-1, 3-2. Yeah. As Tampa Bay, as Boston have done to the Toronto Maple Leafs in the past, where you get a couple goals up and then your team is so well defensively sound that you can shut down this team. And 
their back end maybe isn't that great. Looking at Samsonov, looking at Murray, uh, uh, Wall was the only one to pull out uh, the win in the last three games for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And you don't want to go into a first round series with with Justin Wall uh, between the pipes. You either want a healthy Murray or Samsonov at at his best, which we've seen at times this year. Do I agree that we could have got another forward Bertuzzi when he went to Boston really stung for me? Cause I'm like, that could have been a nice piece on that third line. Yeah. But again, all those, I, I don't want to complain too much because again, we have Ryan O'Reilly, Nolachari and those depth fourth line pieces that are better than what we've had before and can add something to a playoff run as well. I'm not complaining that, we have too many defensemen because that's never an issue when you want to go on a deep run, which what the Toronto Maple Leafs and Kyle Dubas are looking for in the playoffs to have too many defensemen ready to go that are capable of coming in and sustaining their job. My only issue with the the 9D is I just hope they don't go game to game. Okay, let's switch it up. Yeah. I just hope I think you got to ride playoffs, ride your ride your guys. Ride right. ride the six that you want. But again, okay, one guy if gets you a see bad right game. now your Keith is doing that strategy on what is it? 11 uh 11 and 7. Yeah. 11 and 7. He's just looking for combinations, man. Again, and that's just fine. what I said off the top. He's got all these guys. Like Dubas sent him a, a boatload of different players he's never seen play before at at like a lot of like a lot of the time. So he needs to Put this guy with Geo. Put this guy with Morgan. Put this guy with Brody. Put this guy with O'Reilly. Put maybe we'll put O'Reilly up here and put three guys down here. He's got it's a lot of chess pieces moving at in such a short window of time that yes, the Leafs are struggling right now, but give it two three weeks when these guys settle in, and maybe something clicks and you're Listen, ready for the play. They have they have what twenty games to figure it out. You shouldn't be worried no. because I think they have time. They're professional and. They're a damn good hockey team. I don't care what anybody. They're a good team. Yeah, we talk about Tampa. Tampa, they got to be going into this series. Maybe not the city because the city's been spoiled and the fans. <laughs> but the players, you know, they're going into the series saying, this is a good team. This is a good team we're going to have to play. Yeah, we're good. and We trust ourselves, but we're still playing a team that's dangerous. And they're probably around away from breaking through that threshold and going on a run. And just getting that monkey off their back, it's it's so valid. Just like Washington that year, everybody said they just got to beat Pittsburgh. And they did, and they went to the Cup. I feel like the Le- – I'm not saying the Leafs are going to go to the Cup if they win a round. No. But, you know, they have they two around, dragons to slay in this East, Luca. That's do. the problem. Washington I, only had one. The it's, Leafs, it's they true. have two. But And they're, I, they're huge, overwhelming they're huge. dragons. This year. But you know what, though? If there was ever a time to slay it, it's the first round, and then you meet the all-time, all-time villain in the second round. It, but, listen, ninety percent Boston's gonna win. But right. is this? I'm saying the first round. Yeah, yeah. This is the villain you gotta slay in the second yeah, round. The too. second round. Did Washington you, did it in the second round. If they, uh, it'd be so we might do it. We might not do a podcast for two weeks if if the oh, Leafs and Boston go go at each other. It, it it would be so Leafs so Lucas to slay the two dragons in the first two rounds and then get swept in the conference <laughs> final. Would be... I wouldn't even be mad. I wouldn't even be mad. Like you know what, boys, we gave them a run. <laughs> we enough, did enough. it. We, we slayed the dragon. Yeah, let's go again be... next year when yeah, Bergeron's be not the division. Steven yeah. Stamkos a year older. You yeah. know what? 
the only thing the Leafs got to worry about is now Ryan O'Reilly. We're waiting on uh the reports on his hand. He blocked mm-hmm. a shot, or I think he took a shot uh, off his own player in the Vancouver game. So waiting on results for that, and hopefully that's not serious for Ryan O'Reilly. Before we get into the winners and losers of the trade deadline, I wanted to. This was a when it came down, and we're we're going we're sticking in the East to the these three teams: Boston, Tampa, and Toronto. The Tanner Janot trade. Oh, when that came down, yes, I know Tampa. They don't care about the future right now. Like they're all in on their guys. Three Stanley Cup or two Stanley Cups in three years. Tanner Janot, right wing for Cal Foot, a defenseman, a 2023 fifth, a 2023 fourth, a 2023 third, a 2024 second, and a 2024 first. Luca, that's one guy. Tanner Janot, as I'm pulling up his stats right now. Oh, I have his stats right in front of me. List them off for us. Okay. He's a young player. Yeah, of oh, course. Yeah, Brings right, a lot of grit. Yeah. Listen, I've always liked Tanner Janot. I never said it. I liked him as a player, as a player, but for that haul. So he's 25 years old. Last year was his full full season, you can say, because in 2021, mm-hmm. 2020, 2021, right, COVID year, whatever. Yeah. Um, 15 in the NHL, 13 in the NHL. Didn't play a lot. So last year, 81 games, full season, 24 goals, 17 assists, 41 points. This year in Nashville, before getting traded. 56 games, five goals, nine assists. This isn't the, the Rip on Janot podcast. It's not. And there's nothing personal. Averaging only 15 minutes in Nashville towards him. is about 12 and a half in Tampa right now. But, like, you're looking at that, and it's Tampa's thinking, we don't need a stud. Like, we got our top six. We've always been that team that, you know, adds, it, adds that depth and gets those guys to score big goals. Example, Nick Paul. But who cares? We want this guy. We're going to get – but, I mean, come on. That's the hole. Five picks and guy. a defenseman? Max Domi went for a second. But you couldn't do that? I don't know. Again, cap, money comes into play. But, no, so you're laughing over there. But I'm serious, man. Domi goes for a second. Bertuzzi goes for a first – Boston spent less on Bertuzzi than, than Tampa did on this pair. Who would you rather have? Honestly, it's I, – I don't understand. I don't understand. that There's so many players that go for so much, but then you see these little deals. Buddy, Pierre – this wasn't going to happen. But Pierre Envall went for a third. And we've seen him a lot. Don't like him a lot. But I'd have a hard time believing you'd go to Tampa and not be a freaking 30 goal scorer, honestly. <laughs> like, come on, man. It's ridiculous. They'll throw him on a line with point and cooch, and the next and thing you know, he's go. got 30 and 30, 60 points. And he's making 8.5 next and, year. And like, they got him for a third round pick. Like, I don't pick, understand. I, I don't understand the whole. Not saying he's not going to help the team because I think he's going to be a good player for them and for what they kind of need. But for that, <laughs> for that whole. Nashville's sitting there like, thank you. Take him. I know he's 25 years old. They're not in a position to win anyways. They could use that picks down the line. And by the time they're good again, Janelle's going to be like 30. So I I don't get it. I don't get it. How how can they be such a good team and then do that? It was weird. But I don't want to shit on Tampa because this guy's going to score. No, because they probably know something we don't. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, this is going to do it for us. Like, Throw that guy in our third, fourth line. He'll that's the piece we needed, and we don't care about the five draft picks and a defenseman. 
Yeah. As Victor Hedman goes down with injury. So I'm not sure if this is a rumor or not, but I just saw um, O'Reilly broken finger. Is that confirmed? I'm going to look through Twitter. But, I mean, I, I think that was the original analysis that we thought. Um, O'Reilly will be out with a so broken finger on L-I-T-R. L-T-I-R. So, I mean, I think the good thing is I think he'll be back in time Ooh. for playoffs, you'd hope. That's a blow. It's a month away. And I was, it's like, yeah, it's tough. Luca, that's a blow. Yep. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Should have got a winger. Should have got a wing. No. <laughs> um, winners and losers. Yep. Who you got for a winner? Winner for me. I'm going to stay stick in the East. A little bit of a tease for both my winner and loser. My winner this year might be a little bit under the radar, and it shouldn't be, are the Ottawa Senators. How many – I feel like Chikorin has been talked about in trade talks for 10 years. Like Every, it's year. Like every, every year. year he's on the uh, block. And they want a massive haul. That was the haul, a first, second, and a third. But first, second, and a third – that was the going rate at this deadline. First, a second, and a third. They got this defenseman, okay, who's a stud. Loves being in Ottawa. They got him at, how old is he, 20, 24 years old. At a $4.6 million cap until 24-25. So for the next three years, you're going to have this guy at 4.6. Are you... How was that the asking price? And how did no other team match that? How did Tampa do that for Genoa, like we just talked about? And yet you have Ottawa pulling off the fleece of the century. I don't understand. I don't, I, I don't get it. It was like, I, I think the whole hockey world thought, okay, this guy's going to go for either two first-round picks or a pick and an elite prospect. An elite prospect. Like Max Pacioretty went for Suzuki, an elite prospect. Um Jack Eichel went for a uh, what's his name? Payne Krebs. Payne Krebs, yeah. Okay, uh, that was considered an elite prospect, and they got a pick for that. Ottawa's filled with young talent, and Arizona couldn't manage to get one of their prospects. If I'm Ottawa, I'm loving the future. I think we've said this. A what bunch do you of have? Times. You have chicken for the next three years now. Yes, at four point six million. That is a, that that. Dude, that is... You back up Shabbat, you back up Sanderson, you got Chikrin. There's your top three right there. There's your top three left-handed defensemen. And I just don't know what else you want. I don't know what else you want if you're an Ottawa Senator fan. This team, clearly you can see over the last two years, you said this team is coming. Mm-hmm. Okay? And they, they are starting to play good hockey. They have good young talent. Once they get more established in this league and get, you know, more chemistry built within them, they are going to be a tough team to beat. And already a tough Eastern Conference. That's the only thing holding them back. Yeah. And I feel like it's holding a lot of these teams back. Great business. Great business by them. I have a winner. Like, I have two winners for two different yeah. reasons. One, I like the Timo Meyer, that big deal for the New Jersey Devils. I like what they did. They're a fast team. They add some size with Timo Meyer, And I have the feeling that they're going to re-sign him to a 
to the long-term deal that they want to in the offseason that he wants. There, I was seeing tweets when the deal was getting uh, processed that he's looking for nine. New Jersey won't go as high as eight, so they're probably going to meet around 8.5, 8.7 for, again, seven years. If you lock Timo Meyer in with that core group that they have right now and the way that they're playing, uh, it's only continued success uh, for the New Jersey Devils. And I think it's just confirmed O'Reilly does have a broken yep. finger and will go to the LTIR uh, for now. And my second winner, and this is really outside the box, and I was just talking about it today uh, on the radio. The Carolina Hurricanes, everybody was going into this deadline. They need to make a move. Max Pacioretty is not coming back. He's not coming back. He hurt his Achilles. He's out. He, You're not going to see him for a playoff run for Carolina. They sit first in the Metro. They added Shane Goss to spare, which I think was probably the best move that they could have done because they're doing it a different way than all these other teams loading up very heavy, like the New York Rangers adding Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. No, they don't want to touch their group. They added a little bit on the back end. They added another guy that can quarterback a power play. You already have Brent Burns back there, Slavin, Pesci as well. Aho, uh, Tavo Teravina had a, had a hat trick yesterday. You have Freddie Anderson who can play up to that playoff style can get you through three, four rounds, as well as Auntie Ranta. Say what you want about him, but he's having a stellar year right now, and if he can continue that into maybe a backup role if Freddie Anderson gets hurt or is not playing well, Auntie Ranta can win you some games to maybe get Carolina back into a groove uh, coming down the stretch in a playoff run. So I like what Carolina did, not going too far, not selling a guy off their team or two guys off their team or the farm to get another big player to come in and try to work some chemistry with this team where this team's been together for a long time. You didn't really want to touch it. You didn't want to, you didn't want to poke something in and out. Don't and that could have ruined it. Broken. I know. Don't like fix what's not broken. And that's why I think a lot of so people I applaud like... Carolina for not doing that essentially and added maybe just a little piece on the back end. So do you like what Boston did then? Because they yep. were rolling, they didn't need him, but they added they didn't need him. But they now they just him. have the 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 most stacked defense core I've ever seen <laughs> heading it's, into the playoffs. That's just it's, it's I don't even want to talk about it because I I was looking at it on the on the daily face up today. I'm scrolling through and see Boston's top six. I'm like, who's getting by that? <laughs> so no wonder, and, no wonder Allmark's going to win the, listen, the best. Exactly, they he doesn't take any it. shots on that. Allmark is there, and he's like, this guy's a wall. The guy scored where. a goal this year. This guy, oh, oh my, he's goodness. living on top of the and world. He go listen, knock on wood, anything happens, Allmark. Swayman's no joke either. Swayman's like, no joke either. So like, it's, um, yeah, give us your loser as we wrap up the show. Here, uh, my loser, unfortunately, for a fellow fan of the show, Adam Greco and Calabro. I was going to say the them too. What are you doing? I mean, listen. You got you see Sid, how... you got Malkin, you got Latang signed. What are you doing? You see Boston, how they're going all in when they know that this core is, is towards the end. And they finally did it. I've known you for what now? Five years? And I've been saying, got to go in, got to go in, got to go in. These guys aren't going to be here forever. They do it. Pittsburgh, the exact same situation as Boston. Literally the exact same. The only difference is they have an aging defenseman. Boston doesn't. That is, that's part of their core. Other than that, they got Bergeron and Marshall who are aging. Krejci, you can put part of that core aging. They went out, did all this stuff. Pittsburgh gets Granlin at a at an absurd cap rate, who's in his thirties, not what he used to be. Bonino. And it's like you you see, and Bonino, they bring him back, and it's like you see everything happening in the Eastern Conference, and that's the one team that decided, you know what, we're gonna stay put. 
add an aging player for a big cap hit and try to win like and that. And they're not even in like they're like just getting in. They're not yeah. like okay, we got a spot. Let's just add a little bit. It's here. It's not like they're no. cemented in. Like no, they're, they're, I think they'll they're make. They're fighting it, for a wild card but spot, but they're still in a race. They're still in. A, they still got to win big games down the stretch. And like I said to you, Max Domi went for a second. He could have got him younger, probably around the same cap hit. Brock Besser, they were in talks for him. Close the deal on that. JT Miller, I wouldn't have touched. Absurd no, no. cap hit. He's old. but Besser would have been nice to get too. To why Lucas? Honestly, why? Cap aside, could they have not tried at least to make a run, at least a two to the three of those guys to help out that team? You don't understand. You're taking Crosby for granted. He's still, he's still an elite player at this age. Still he's having a spectacular year. That's what I don't understand. And their team isn't like anything special, but I, you've seen but he it before. He makes it special, though. He makes it special. You got those three guys. Up. You got Malkin, Latang, Crosby. You have those three guys. Anything can happen down the stretch mm-hmm. in the in a playoff run if these two guys get hot. You just need to add those guys around them to help them out. And yeah, you want to bring back Benino again. Maybe you can rekindle the fire of what well, Benino, Benino, Benino. But <laughs> I, I just I, know. I don't know Pittsburgh. That I I was as you were talking about your winner, I was looking up a loser. And <laughs> first team that I saw, I'm like, yep, it's got to be the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Vancouver Canucks, and just their cap hell that they have now put themselves in with Besser, Pedersen, um, what's his name, Quinn Hughes, and they're they're in tough right now. Come this, off, come this off season, they they you're gonna see a lot of guys get shipped out, and this team just be rebuilt from the bottom. And that's just a place I don't want to be. No, but that's a team where are they selling or are they buying? They're because then they, they give they give a first round pick for Horonic. It's like, what are you doing? Why they're stuck? They're stuck in. Do we rebuild? And don't give me the the crap that we're gonna retool. I'm like, you can't. You're paying no. all these guys all this money. What are you gonna retool with? Yeah. Unless yep. you unless you trade one or two of them. And there's something you can't do because of their enormous cap hits that they have. So Vancouver, yeah. tough times. I, I just don't understand what Pittsburgh Boston put them there, Luca, in 2011. Ever since then, it's just never been the same. <laughs> it hasn't. Well, I mean, the Sedins going and Biesca and all that, like that Luongo, I mean. I think that had a little bit to do with it. I, I but, know, but the 2011, it was like the peak. And oh, then... they were like President's Trophy year after year, best team in the league. And then I think a couple years ago, they made the playoffs, and then they got bounced, and it was just like – Markstrom left. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're just thinking, you know, Demko was, was great against – I think it was Vegas in that series mm-hmm. that they played. And you're so like, okay, we got our future goalie. This guy can't stay healthy. And it's like, what it's do you – what are you going to do if you're Vancouver? But, yeah, Vancouver, Pittsburgh, I don't know. I don't know the direction of either Calgary, team. too. They didn't do anything at the deadline. Their team, all all offseason, we were saying that this team was going to be, we got Hubro, Kadri, look at this team. This team, that's yeah. all they needed. They Dale lost Sutter's their best a players. playoff coach. Two Stanley they, Cups. Yeah. Lost their best players, and it's like you don't even remember it because they did such a good job of replacing them so quick and early. Yep. You're like, okay, they're going to be right back with you. Maybe not as good. But they'll be there still. Still be a really good team. I don't know, man. It's a lot of weird team. I'm telling you, it's going to be a weird team to win it this year. I, I, I think it's going to be some team like from the West that just. If comes it's at- from the West, I, I'll be like that's just because every East team beat the it's, crap out of each yeah, other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like they're going into the Royal Rumble. This guy comes in at number thirty when everything's all yeah, done. Yeah, the West like, team just, comes in at number thirty. Yeah, Everybody's been in like, there since two or five. You're like yeah. 
just you're there. chucking guys over. Yeah, you're like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of business here. I, that, that's what it feels like. The only team, like, I think Colorado, you got to give them the respect. They're getting healthy again. They're playing good hockey, but, like, I think Colorado I think Vegas Ryan, are those two it, guys. I, I think, yeah, but they're set to play each other in the first round. <laughs> So it's like you get by them. I think Riley said on the podcast, Dallas. Dallas ain't a bad shout, man. If they <laughs> That's lose, true. You never know. You just never know. I, I, like, I and all he wanted to do was go outside the box because we were yeah. all doing like Boston, you know, Boston, Tampa, Tampa, Colorado. Yeah. Like, oh, Dallas is going to go. Dallas is going to go. It might happen. You never know. Yeah, like you said, these East teams are going to be out. The Leafs are probably going to need all nine of their defenders. <laughs> They're probably going to have to go into the AHL at a time if they want to make a deep run. Because Traded for 9D, still had to go deep, deep into the Marley system yes. to pick somebody up for the playoffs. It's crazy. Luca, it's going to be a fun episode of the trade deadline special. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry for the week break, uh, but we'll be back once a week uh, getting you guys some sports talk here. Uh, for Luca Moya, I'm Lucas Pertelli. You can listen to the L2 Sports Podcast on any platform. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Uh, for Luca Moya, once again, I'm Lucas Pertelli, and we'll see you guys on L2.